Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, good morning. Who's excited for a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best? Today we are joined by powerlifter Larney, and I'm pretty sure this is our first powerlifter coming on the podcast, and I love her insights. We talk all about how people-pleasing can get in the way of what you want and your goals and trusting yourself, why representation matters in fitness and athletics and sports, and I mean basically everything, but especially through her own journey too of not seeing anyone who is like her in this space. And then also just having every right is a motto that she lives by and what she means by that and just giving yourself more permission, more power. It's all within you. So I love this conversation. It's going to pump you up. But real quick before we get started, I wanted to start off with a huge thank you to you as a listener, as a supporter. My first published book, Elite to Everyday Athlete, was officially published on August 30th, and within the first two weeks, it became a bestseller right on Amazon. So now I can say not only first-time author, but best-selling author. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I wrote a book that's based around the same topics as this podcast. It's called Elite to Everyday Athlete. It's available on Amazon. It's available at Barnes and Nobles, both Kindle, paperback, all of that. So please go check it out. I'll link it below, but it's featuring athletes of every level from high school and club to division one to Olympians. And there's so much valuable information in there. So if you like this podcast, I know that you're going to love the book. There's limited time discount on the ebook on Amazon. So make sure you go check it out now. Go get it. Go download it. I'm so excited for you guys to read it. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Larni. She is a proud Filipino-American women's strength advocate, along with being a coach, speaker, author, and power lifter. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So what I am really interested to learn more about is I know that you weren't always in athletics and you also weren't always allowed in athletics. Could you talk to us like a little bit more about that in your background? Yes, I am. Again, like you said, I'm Filipino American. So I moved to the States when I was five and I've always wanted to be an athlete in my mind, even in the Philippines, when I busted my chin open thinking I was a gymnast back in the day, like I, there was this 
post with like this little skinny thing. I thought I was a gymnast. I went on there and busted my chin open. I knew I wanted to be an athlete. I just didn't know how or what it was, where it was, you know, direction it was going to take me to become an athlete. So when I moved to the States when I was five, that's where a lot of the um, holdup came from because, oh my gosh, I'm Filipino. I am in America whose life am I going to be? You know, like, where am I going to direct myself? Like sometimes when you're growing up, you're like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to be like her. I want to be like, I didn't have that. And, you know, that identity crisis that I had way back when I was younger, you know, it, it stopped that idea of being an athlete because I'm like, okay, do I live for my family? Do I live for, you know, how, how am I going to be an American? I don't even know that as an Asian Sometimes we are taught to assimilate, you know, don't ruffle any feathers, don't make any noise, be this, you know, like mold into, so you could fit in. And I wanted to be an athlete (laughs) and I didn't see that representation when I was younger. Like I didn't see that idea of like a strong woman. Everything I saw on TV was male dominated you know, football, basketball, whatever. And there were no women athletes. I'm 44, by the way. I don't know if you, you know, so I'm a little older, but like, (laughs) like those are the women that I saw. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to be a tennis player. I just didn't see someone that looked like me. And to be someone who's Asian and trying to figure out where I lie, where I stand, you know, athletics was something I've always wanted to be, but in my culture, you know, we couldn't really play athletics. Like my, at least in my family, my parents didn't, especially my father, like did not allow athletics. I mean, he, we, we would go out and play, you know, tennis as a family, but if I wanted to play in high school, I couldn't do it. I wasn't allowed. And that's the protective side of my family, which is awesome. But like, I, I just wanted to be an athlete. And it was always in me, always. And I had to figure out how to be an athlete. Yeah, because if it's not something that your parents prioritize, right? They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you can do tennis like, right, once a month as a family or something. But to, you know, be an athlete and it's part of a team and you're doing it every single day, it might not be a priority, especially being in a new place, a completely new country, too. Yes. There aren't many, there weren't many athletes in my family in general. I was like the only one that wanted to be an athlete. I don't think, you know, now that I think about it, I don't even know why I was the only one that wanted to be an athlete. Like I couldn't play organized sports in high school or in, you know, and after that, like college, like not, none of that. Like I couldn't do it. As I got older, I wasn't confident enough to like go try it. But then in high school, I wasn't allowed to do it. And so it was, it was a tough, it was a tough decision, but, um, I had to build this athlete now in my forties. Yeah. So what made you take the jump, you know, later on in life of like, okay, I'm going to start picking it up. I had a guy, I was dating this guy in my twenties, my early twenties. He actually was the first one that like introduced me to lifting weights. And I thank him for that. You know, if I ever see him on the street, thank you. Thank you. But, um, he would start to measure my biceps and compare it to him. He would like measure my calves and compare it to him. And in that roundabout manner, he would say, you know what, Larnie, maybe you should, maybe you should tone it down. Maybe you should like, not because you're lifting more than me. Your, your, your calves are getting big more than mine and my confidence level there. You know, I didn't have the confidence that I have now. And so I just reverted back to that five-year-old little girl 
and try to people please and, and make myself small again, just for him. But when I, as I got older and I was just like, you know what? Athletics is what makes me happy doing something movement, anything like that makes me happy. Makes it's like my, my, my own personal therapy is in athletics is, is sweating my butt off is, you know, lifting heavy weight and always become my, my draw, you know, my, what is it? Your fallback. When I'm feeling upset about myself, I go out for a walk. I feel like I need to be challenged. I know that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday is when I do my training, my powerlifting training. So it keeps me, keeps my mental, um, my, like my mental capacity, very even, but also it continues to build my confidence every time I train. That's awesome. Yeah. And especially with that story too, you know, you're like, okay, I'm finally getting into the gym now, but it's almost like still needing his approval now and being like, okay, well, is what I'm doing like good for him, even though it's a very personal thing. Yes. And I, and I own it now. Like I own myself now. I own that. I, I love powerlifting and it's my passion and I love sharing about it because it's just all the lessons. Everyone's like, oh, you're just learning the lift. But really there's so many mental lessons that you learn on the platform that transfer into life. Like, I don't think I'd be able to talk to you if I didn't have that powerlifting, you know, like when you're powerlifting competing, there's a ton of people looking at you and they're like, you know, either cheering you on or, you know, it's like in your mind, like, oh my God, am I going to be able to, I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now if I hadn't learned those lessons in powerlifting. That's awesome. So you're saying like you started powerlifting and then gained all this confidence and stuff. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I have to be confident and then I can start. Yeah. It was because I, it was like, I had that confidence, but now as a powerlifter, it's like a different level that strength builds up in you physically, but then your mind, it's so it's, it gives you that focus to understand that you have to work on yourself to build your confidence. And it just comes out in powerlifting. I mean, but you also, it gives you that understanding that sometimes you won't make that attempt, but how are you deal with it? It's just, there's just so much in this powerlifting bubble that that I've learned about myself. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah, no, I love that. And I know that, you know, your whole platform now is very like strength based and like mentally strong and physically strong. Did you ever have any other goals with going to the gym of like, oh, I need to lose weight or want to get faster? Or have you always been like super strength focused? No, I, I was the, I need to be a size double zero girl back in the day. I really, because that's what I saw. That's who I saw represented in magazines on TV. And I felt like that's what I, and I didn't fit any of that, you know, and I felt that going to the gym, like my mom would take me to the gym and all I would see is the Cosmo magazines. And I'm just like, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. But it really, the idea of fitness is so different for every, I've tried a lot of things. I I thought I was a runner. I I thought I, I I thought I was going to be a marathon runner. That didn't, that didn't work for me. I thought I was going to learn. I mean, I learned jujitsu, but I wasn't very good at it either, but really it's just in my mind, it's just that idea of movement. It just gives me that boost in myself because if I, I can't say I didn't try, I, I can't say I don't like something if I never tried it. So that that's kind of where like the whole idea, like, I didn't know I was going to be a power lifter. 
but now I have come into myself and I've owned it and I've owned my strength again. And that's where it always comes back to strength, always comes back to my strength. Yeah. No, because I feel like powerlifting, like I think you might be the first powerlifter I've had on here. You know, it's definitely not one that a bunch of girls are like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I've tried powerlifting. Like usually, you know, it is those when you're trying to like get smaller or going to the gym. And so there's almost like two levels of number one, how do I get myself to go to the gym? And then number two of like, oh, OK, like there's actually this whole range of options for me to do, not just weight loss. Correct. And you, it's funny because um, I'm 233 pounds on a, on a good day. And I'm very proud of that number. I, I own that number. Could I be, I tried to get down below 200s. I just, you know, it's not um, my priority. Like I feel healthy as where I'm at, where I'm walking now. Could I lose a few pounds? Sure. But it's not my choice. It's not my decision. And I think I like the muscle that I have more than the shape that I have. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I really, I, when I started powerlifting all those, those like droops and loops that you see on your body, they've lifted and gone other places like my booty. Like, just saying, just saying. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, because now you're like, oh, you know, I'm so focused on this specific lift or I know that you just hit a PR, right? You just did over 400. Yeah. 402 on my deadlift. Yep. Yeah. Like that, that's incredible. And yeah, I feel like, you know, when you get to that point, you're so like, this is for myself and my confidence. And like, there's so many other thoughts that almost like the appearance part of it is so far back on the back burner. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a powerlifting competition, but it's, we have to wear those singlets and it shows every panty line and every, every cellulite dimple, whatever. And you're going up there and people are watching you. And for me, in my mind, I'm like, just don't pee on yourself, Laurie. Just don't pee on yourself and just make this lift. <laughs> yes. You're like, just don't embarrass yourself. And then anything else doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and if it like, like, you know, if it did happen, yeah, I'd be embarrassed, but it's, it's, own it. That's all I can say is own it. That's all. I mean, there's no, you can't hide it. You know, you just own it. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'd love to talk about too, you know, cause you said that you're in your forties. So, you know, this has been like a huge progression of like where you started from to now, what has been like some of the biggest obstacles that you've run into with being a power lifter and being an athlete now? Sure. The biggest obstacle is the perception of an older woman powerlifting. I was, I was on another show that she asked me, well, aren't you going to stop powerlifting when you're in your forties? And I'm just like, wait, do you not know I'm at all? Oh, let me tell you, I'm in my forties. And she's like, what? You're in your forties. You're going to keep doing this. Your body's going to break. And you know, my body will break. If I allow it to break, my body will break. If I'm doing something that I'm not prepared for or trained for, you know, I'm not going to go do like, I couldn't do a, a gymnastic backflip. I'm not going to go try and do that right now because, Hey, I've never done it and I've never trained for it. So I think there's that perception of I'm going to break if I continue lifting this heavy weight. And, you know, I'm in another group of older women lifting and these women are in their sixties deadlifting 500 pounds. They're not breaking. They're like going, I want more. I want more. So really that perception of I'm going to break, it, it's not true. 
I'm not going to break. Um, but also the, the question always comes, aren't you, aren't you afraid of looking manly? And I'm just like, you know, I could look manly if I wanted to, but I don't, I choose. It's really, a, it's choices. It really ends up being your choice of what you want to be. And you know what, if I wanted to choose to look family, you know what, I'm going to look family, but it's not my choice. Yeah. I think that kind of goes back to what you're mentioning too, of like, you just hadn't seen anyone doing these things before, because I feel like we have the perception of, right? Like, oh, you can't be older and powerless because we haven't seen it. But for someone who is a powerlifter like you, you see it every day of people that are older than you, like decades older, still doing it. And so you're like, actually, no, it's just because we haven't seen it that we have these stereotypes. Yes. And that's like one of my biggest goals and missions, especially within my company. I want to change the narrative of what women are seeing or what is giving to us to be seen because we can be athletes. We can be the president. We can do whatever we want. And I have, um, I, I, it's called, I built her. And the H-E-R stands for we have every right. I have every right to build the vision that I want. I have every right to be the strongest person that I want to be, not for you, but for me. And I have every right to have opportunity. I have every right. And that comes down to me growing up feeling like I didn't have representation. So I really, I, I believe that women should be strong and I believe that they should have the opportunities to be whoever the hell they want to be. <laughs> no, I love that. And that's so critical to, yeah, your background too, right? Because when you're growing up, like you wanted to be a gymnast because it was fun and you were just kind of going out there and doing it, not because you saw someone else do it and be like, oh, I like them. So I want to be like them. It was completely like on your own. Yes. It was my choice to bust my chin open. So, you know, if I'm going to bust my chin open again in my 40s or 50s, that's my choice. <laughs> yep, every right. I love that. And then that kind of brings me into your book too. You have like a very like motivational, like strength-based book. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes, it's called Standing in Strength, Inspirational Stories of Power Unleashed. And I'll tell you the strength, power, all the, you know, being strong, these follow me. These words follow me all the time. I mean, even in my training shoes, I flipped them over because I wanted to see the wear pattern. And I didn't realize that my shoe said stronger, be stronger every day. And I was just like, see another, another way that strength follows me. But when it comes to my book, I wanted, I've always wanted to write a book, but I didn't want to write a book just to write a book. It had to be the right book. And when 2020 came and, you know, I had that COVID employment as well, you know, and I wanted to make the most of my time. And I decided, you know, this is going to give me the time to actually map out a kind of book that I want. And since strength was something that I was really passionate about, I wanted to show different women using their strength in fitness, movement, athletics, whatever, and how they found those lessons in that to move forward. And what are they sharing in the community? Because I believe that if you are sharing love, compassion, empathy, you know, you're doing that for yourself because that's what you feel about yourself. And 
it'll pass on, it'll pass on, it'll pass on. So these different authors, including there were seven authors, in, including myself, that talked about the journey of how fitness and strength sports, anything that movement related, you know, they went through the body image issues. They went through, like for me, it was a culture issue of sports. And how did I get over it? And what lessons did I learn? Because I want to make sure that women know they are not alone, that there's a whole community of us who went through this, who went through a struggle and are on the other side of betterment. Yeah, no, I love that whole concept. That sounds amazing. Cause especially, you know, if someone's listening to you, I was like, oh my goodness, like she deadlifted over 400 pounds. She's has it all figured out, right? Like if you're only jumping in at this part of the story, it's like, well, no, like a lot of people have gone through the struggle beforehand. It's not just like you have it figured out or you don't. And so the fact that you're highlighting like so many other women that have gone through it too, like I feel like that's so inspiring to share your story. And they're not all powerlifters. You know, there, there's a sailor in there. There's, there's a strength and conditioning coach who, you know, didn't really play sports because they got injured, but the story of how now the lessons she learned is now helping her students come forward. And, you know, it's those kinds of stories that I find very uplifting and inspirational. And that's why those authors are in that book. Yeah, I love that. If you were to go back to the beginning of your fitness story now, is there anything that you would have done differently? Oh, I think I would have started powerlifting way in advance. I would have records. I keep telling myself I would have, I would have like a world record somewhere international because I would have pushed myself to know my possibility. And, you know, like, yeah, I may have gotten into it late, but it's not like the end of my possibilities now. I just, you know, like, yeah, I wish I would have started, you know, way back in the day, but you know what? I didn't, I didn't. And now I'm here and I am embracing it and I'm just living the happiest point of my life at the moment, you know, so I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Like now you're like, I've seen all that I'm capable of. Like you're not at the point of slowing down and it's like, okay, I've seen what I'm capable of. So now I want to keep doing it more and more. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I just, and that's what like the strong mind, able body concept came from, because it's like, I was talking myself out of a lot of stuff. I was doing it to myself. And I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I? So I really had to learn to trust myself and trust that I am capable. And if I did fail, Hey, I can't say it and try it. Yeah. It's always like that inner voice. I love how you mentioned that of like talking yourself out of it too. Sometimes before we even try or until we get to that point of like, we could be so great at this. Do you have any like advice to people that might be dealing with that? Yes. Yeah. So I believe that everyone is great. You know, there is a greatness and strength inside of us that we have not tapped into. You may have scratched the surface, but you have, have you really tapped into it? And it's the time when you have to outgrow and outperform all these standards that are set upon you. And this could be from your parents, it could be from like culture, you know, the environment that your social media, you know, they, they putting these standards, are they your standards? Are they, are, you know, is there more to you? Yes, yes, yes. So when you are performing out grow and know your capabilities, that's when you're, that's, you're just scratching the surface of your strength. So we all have it in us. We just have to untap it. Oh, 
I love that. That makes me like powered up over here now. It's like, it's already in you. Stop like confiding by other standards. It's just holding you in, but just like perform. I love that. Like grow, perform, like kind of tap into that. And then that's kind of when it opens up of like, okay, like this is my true self. This is my confident self. Yes. Because it's only, it's really, sometimes it's just dormant. Everyone's got their own journey. Everyone, I, I haven't been in anybody, everybody else's shoes or anything, but it's really up to you to just tap into it. You'll find it. And then when you feel it, oh my gosh, that level, boom, next level. And then it's just like continues to grow. So why not tap into it? Yes. Well, I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? One piece of advice that I want to leave is try is try. I mean, really, there's so many opportunities out there. Again, you have every right to build the vision that you want. You have every right to be the person, the strongest person that you can possibly be, but it's up to you. Make that choice to invest in yourself and decide, take action. Don't just think it, take that action to build that vision that you've been looking for. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for joining us, Larnie. Where could everyone find you, follow you, all of that? Yeah, sure. The best place to find me is on Instagram. It's at Larnie Mulvey. And any of my events or to contact me, you can do it through Instagram. But also, if you go to LarnieMulvey.com, you can find, like, I have an upcoming summit happening at the uh, beginning of November. It's called Standing in Strength Unlimited. It's my third summit. It's a women's focus summit, but we talk about how unlimited a person can be and what it means to you and to share it with everybody else. So everything, it's everything. If you just learningmulvey.com at Instagram, there's not many of me. So people can find me. Perfect. I'll link it all down below. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at live your personal best at live your personal best. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I would love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. Thanks and see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.